Welcome to a Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. I'm Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We're glad you've joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Missoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah Missoni, I feel like it's been forever because we had our usual winter break, but this is our first episode back so happy 2024 buddy new year new you (laughs) is that what we're all going with (laughs) yeah new year new us i like it i like it (laughs) well i want to take a minute to brag about my friend so sarah was just featured in a coin news article at northwest grown segment and the title of that article is one million dollar palette designed sauces for nico's ice cream in portland that is so cool. Well, the funny thing on LinkedIn, if you go on LinkedIn and you check it out, they're like talking about my valuation probably has gone up since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're past the million dollar point. <laughs> Holy smokes, people. I it's love like that. that. One uh, lady who has her legs insured, maybe I should have my palate insured. You probably should. I think that's, it's a good idea. That's crazy. And I just love when you get love and when people talk about you. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Nico's Ice Cream for talking about you in the article. And um, thanks to Elizabeth Den too. She's amazing. She's so great. Yeah, she does a great job of saying all the things that are going on in the Pacific Northwest. And it was just such a lovely article. And people can find that. It's um, on the COIN website. You can just search Million Dollar Palette and Sarah's will come up on there. So that's so cool. Good job, Sarah. Thanks, man. Yeah, totally. I wanted to also talk about the Fancy Food Show. It's coming up. Is it ever? And we're going to be walking the floor, finding favorite products, hopefully finding some new guests to bring on the show. But Sarah's going to bring a bunch of people with her. So Sarah, who are you bringing? I'm so excited. We actually, I believe, have 21 companies coming. We have eight with the food innovate, actually nine with the food innovation center. So we have Nikki with Hot Mama Salsa, Lindsay with Gateau out of Hood River, Kenny B with his Schmallow, which is marshmallows in a can. We have Lauren Lee from Mirth Soups out of Texas, and Hannah with Miss Hannah's Popcorn, Lee of Barrel Bees coming, Willis from My Daddy's Hot Sauces and Barbecue. Ginger with Chili Royale and Tina Welsh with Pink Wagon Foods. And then we have a whole second group with the Regional Food Business Center, which you'll hear about a little bit more in a minute. But the Regional Food Business Center has 12 companies coming. Two from Oregon. We have Tam's Sweets with Tam. 
and the Columbia Bar with Ivan. Then we have two from Idaho, Oma and Poppies with Jan and her group, and Northern Latitude Foods with McKinley. We have two companies from Colorado, Sunbeef um, Farnoosh family. They have some ghee products that they're bringing. We have Tempo Granola from Colorado. We have Yellowstone Foods with Nick from Montana and Unwaffle with Eric from Montana. We have Papa Tony's Hot Sauce with Anthony from Washington. Um, Haxon for Mints with Jessica from Washington. And then we have Red Pony Salsa with Richard from Wyoming. And High Country Fungus with Daniel from Wyoming. That's a lot of people to keep track of. That is a lot of people. Are you feeling like things are um, ready to roll? Um, yep, we're pretty ready. We've been having monthly meetings to make sure everyone's on point and ready to go. And I'm hoping that in our storyline, we'll have all of the links for all of the companies. So if people want to research and find out which ones they want to order, we'll have that available for them. Well, it sounds like a great lineup. I'm super excited to um, see you there and walk the floor and hang out. I'm not going to be at the show as a vendor, but I'm going to be at the show checking everything out. And I'm super excited. (laughs) It's super exciting that you're coming. Hey, we have some kind of sad local news, don't we, Sarah? We do. We have like heartbreaking news, which I, um, you know, of course... We talk about really great things on the show, but sometimes we have to talk about tragedy. So um, Mm -hmm. the Portland Mercado here in Portland, which is um, a local food um, establishment that houses a lot of local businesses, they had a fire um, breakout this week and destroyed the whole commercial kitchen that everybody uses. So all the food cart vendors use the same kitchen and um, the building was destroyed. And so far, we're not sure that they're going to reopen as the same establishment but um we're glad that no one was hurt that is the positive side of it there were no injuries but a lot of businesses were destroyed and the building was destroyed and it's just um you know it's hard as a business owner to recover from things like that from um you know all of your stuff and all of your um space and your personal safety kind of feels at risk after a big tragic event like that so we want to show them as much love as we can and um the missoni and marshall show did make a donation and if you want to make a donation you just go to their their website the um portlandmercado.org and they have a direct link through there um they're not doing um you know, any outside resource, you just donate money directly to Portland Mercado. So if you yeah. want to do that, just go to portlandmercado.org and you can. And if you that. have a shared use kitchen that you're working in, that would be something you that you have time available for somebody maybe come in and use. Um, that would be great. So yeah, I think any this is this is the kind of time where we all have to kind of come together as a community and and help each other out and just even reach out if you know any of those businesses, reach out to them and see if they need anything. Sometimes even just to talk with someone about what they've experienced can be helpful. So. Yeah, exactly. We love you, buddies. You'll get through this and hopefully they can rebuild the Mercado. And if not, you know, we just hope that each of those individual businesses survives and has the um, kind of strength to carry through and, and, and stay in business. I mean, looking at the bright side, I'm sure most people are going to come through with flying colors and new opportunities that'll arise from this terrible situation. 
I sure hope so, for sure. And even sometimes, you know, there's, I'm sure that they're, they are insured, but that process can be really long slow. And, um, and slow. So any, any way that the community can, can help out, I'm sure would be greatly appreciated. So one more time, just go to portlandmercado.org if you have the means to donate. And if you don't have the means to donate, you can also just reach out to them and see if there's anything you can do to help. Yeah. Well, we have some good news. We have a new co-sponsor for the Meaningful Marketplace and the Regional Food Business Center for the Rocky Mountain and Northwest region are going to be sponsoring us. And so Sarah and I, plus another host, uh, will be interviewing folks from each of the different six states over the next 12 months. And so it'll be interesting to learn and hear all about food makers from across our region. I'm so excited about it. I mean, I think that you and I are very connected to our local Portland food community. And, I, and you know, we have wonderful relationships with them. But every time we go somewhere, too, we meet people from all over and build new relationships with other people. And I think that this show can be an extension of that. And we will meet people from all over the region, which just seems so fun and exciting. I love to hear what's going on in other communities. Me, too. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's hear from our sponsor. The Northwest and Rocky Mountain Regional Food Business Center is the proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace, giving a voice to food from across the six-state region of Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Washington, and Wyoming. Our RFBC supports Northwest and Rocky Mountain food industry makers as part of the USDA's national network for regional food business centers. This RFBC supports a more resilient, diverse, and competitive food system as a go-to source for small and mid-tier food and farm businesses with a focus on underserved communities, providing education in the form of technical knowledge, business programs, and industry news. We sponsor trade shows, meetups, and conferences to connect growers, producers, retailers, distributors, and processors all to stimulate business and raise the standards of our storied food industry. Join us as we travel through the six-state region learning more about food makers, food hubs, and food systems. Visit our website at Northwest Rocky Mountain Regional Food Business.com and get connected. Thanks to our sponsor. We're super appreciated that you uh, can help us tell the story of all these entrepreneurs even now outside of portland we're super excited right. about it thank you who knew and who knew we're spreading <laughs> the love uh, across all the states well we're not alone today we're kicking off our 2024 show with one of our food pals we would like you to meet jana jenkins jana is the co-founder of oregon ag a premium food distribution company based in oregon and she's also the director of sales at oregon wild rice welcome jana well, hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're so glad you're back. Good we're glad you can you. come on the show again. We always like to um, kick off the interview by connecting people online so they can follow along on your journey. So what's the best way to find your biz on Instagram or online? On Instagram, it's OregonRice.com, I think. And it's OregonRice.com. Doc, on the internet, sorry, it's OregonRice.com. And on Instagram, I believe it's Oregon Wild Rice. 
I don't know. I don't do that part of the, I don't <laughs> do like, the socials. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's, it's Oregon wild rice. I just looked it okay. up. So Oregon people can, can find you on Instagram at Oregon wild rice. Okay, good. Oregon <laughs> wild rice. And um, we had you on the show back in 2021. And if folks want so to long. listen to that episode, I wrote down episode 81, but that, doesn't feel right <laughs> but, oh, no. <laughs> but i think somewhere you can, around uh, episode 81 just you, checking yeah i um i think that was actually just left on my notes from the last time that i did this <laughs> but um but it was in 2021 for sure so we just wanted to kick off by seeing what has changed since then well um distribution is um still a challenge um, and we have, uh, we went to the fancy food show last year and it was, yes, it was amazing. It, it was, it's one of our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so well thought out, so well put together. Um, really, I really advise anyone, if you get the chance to go, please do. It's and worth when, it. When I I remember seeing you there um, at the Vegas show. And um, are you going to be back at the show this year? We are not going to. Well, it's still up in the air. Yeah. It, it's still up in the air. We think we, we think we are, but then we're not sure. So. Sure. And when you go to the Fancy Food Show, are you going as a distributor looking for products? Or are you going as a salesperson for Oregon wild rice looking for places to sell or both <laughs> um, both but mostly as a distributor for things to distribute, distribute. Yeah. yeah yeah so you probably walk the um, since you're a local distributor walk the Oregon section and the food innovation center section so you kind of know your zones of where you're looking for new products to go yes. And then, yes, that's one of the things about the fancy food show that we love because it's everything is in a section. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, it's not like cheese, vegan eggs, uh, candy, you know, it, it booths right next to each other. It's, it's very much sectioned. Yeah, I think they do a really good job. I think, well, Sarah's on the board, so she's probably part of that organization. But I think they have to. You're (laughs) not. I don't do any of that stuff. Oh, no. Well, it's done very well because I think the food show is so big, which is what makes it so wonderful. There's something for everyone there. But I do like how it's divided up into different sections because I think it makes it a little bit easier. Just even as somebody... um, you know, walking the show who talks about food trends and, and wants to find new people, it, having things broken up into those d- different sections is really nice. I mean, that's why it's fancy. Yeah, yep. sure is. <laughs> yep. Organization is fancy. Yeah, organization is key for sure. And I love the foreign sections. Oh my gosh, oh. how fun are they? Yeah, the, that's the nice thing. There's people yes. from all over the world. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you find that you liked in the international section? Um, one of the things that I still actually talk about is how beautifully packaged things in Spain and Italy are. 
Oh. The packaging is gorgeous. The food is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They love yeah. food over there. Uh, I, I've never been, but going, when I walked through that portion of the show, I felt like I was there. Everyone there is speaking, you know, because they're from Italy or they're from Spain. And yeah. they're, you know, you walk through and they're speaking Italian. They're speaking, you know, Spanish. It was, it's amazing. It's amazing. Great yeah. show. Great it's show. It's the best place to get prosciutto and olives and Parmesan cheese. <laughs> right. Right. It's the best. <clears throat> um, well, have you ever thought about having your own booth at the show, Jana? Um, because we're a local family farm, we can only produce so much. And so, you know, and it varies from year to year because it's farming. Um, so, you know, some, some years it's too dry. Some years it's too wet. Some years it's too wet, too early. We'll see what happens. You know, Mm. you never know. So we don't want to outsell or, you know, overpromise our our supply. So you keep mostly local. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, this year I did some um, news segments for the Oregon department at new seasons and picked products to bring on um, the AM Northwest show. And I did bring along Oregon wild rice with me on the show and talked about it. And the host was fascinated. She just kept sticking her hands in the little bowl to like <laughs> feel the grains of rice because she was like, how is this rice? You know, it was so fun. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, I saw the video. It was amazing. You, of course, on camera are always amazing. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> Eric Garman, love, love him so much. Um, he's so passionate about helping everyone, farmers, producers. He's great. He's great. Um, and thank you for uh, thinking enough of Oregon Wild Rice to highlight it on a TV show. My gosh, that's huge. Yeah, okay, sure. Sarah, how, okay, so are you going to do that again? Like, how can other people get on the TV show with you? Um, well, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, sometimes people <laughs> just ask me to do things and I, I mean, I don't usually say no. So Eric had asked me to just kind of represent the state of Oregon and come on and talk about products that he thought were really interesting and that I thought were really interesting. And so we just got to go shopping together and do that. And then um, that led to a few other segments and a few other things, um, including even just talking about um, different farms and things that were grown in Oregon. So I went and talked about plants and um and nurseries and how people could grow food in their own gardens in Oregon and then um and then that led to organizing um with Eric the um hot sauce um trade show in did Canada you go to Canada I didn't never hear I, if you went to Canada I did I did not go to Canada because I, I have really- an idea you can make Oregon Wild rice hot sauce, so Jana can take it to Canada. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I I was not able to go to Canada because I realized that my passport was expired. Um, oh, I now have a non-expired passport, but I couldn't quite do it in time to go. But I did round up a bunch of um, local hot sauce makers from my 
hot sauce group and they went up and they uh, there was also the opportunity to just send some product with them at at the trade booth so my sauce did go up there with everybody but nice i didn't personally go which was a bummer because the trip looked so cool and they got this tour of this like underground cheese cave and like they made them dinner and then they made all this food at the food truck with all of our sauces like it just seemed so rad and i just want to emphasize to anyone that if somebody asks you to do something like that go for it (laughs) just say yes I mean, of course, it takes time for me to... I know a lot of food entrepreneurs are still working in other jobs. So do you think it would be worth taking a vacation day or two if you get invited to something like this? Jana's shaking her head. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I I think for sure. And even for the people that went, you know, there's some expenses. They had to pay for their flight and things. But, um, you know, I think all of those opportunities are good because also you're just experiencing something great. Like they all went to Canada and had this amazing food trip and it's work, but it's, but it's fun. You know, they had a great time hanging together with all the other sauce people. So I think for sure, I think, um, and I don't know, maybe I don't mind being on camera, so that's fine for me. So that's why I do those things. But if that, if you don't, you can kind of do those same things and have those same connections by just by writing. If you're not somebody who wants to be the face of something, you can also just start writing articles about food and, and those kinds of opportunities like that can come. Yeah. Or you can draw pictures too. You can draw pictures. If you're an artist, create some beautiful (laughs) food art about your local people. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and um, we'll come back and talk to Jana more about Oregon wild rice. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. All right, Jana, the last time I looked at the wild rice, we were working on some... um, different ideas maybe for using the rice different ways. And I was wondering, have you come up with any value-added food products with the wild rice or are you working just to fill orders with straight wild rice um, for your farm still? Uh, Yes, we are just looking at filling orders at this time. And what about for the um, distribution company? If, you know, we have a lot of um, makers who are listeners and um, maybe haven't, been part of distribution before, if they're interested in distribution, how do they get in touch with you? Um, they can reach out to me. Um, I'm, I would say I'm pretty easy to find, but since I don't have a website. <laughs> I think you're on I'm, LinkedIn. I yeah. am on LinkedIn. Yeah, I am on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is really a great mm-hmm. way to get a hold of people, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Sarah Masoni, you mentioned a couple of makers like Kenny B. Wishmallow. Yeah. Uh, we distribute for him. Love nice. him. Love his dad. Love the product. Um, can't keep it in stock. stock. Yep. Can't keep it in stock. It's amazing. It literally flies off the shelves. Um, yeah. Another maker it. you mentioned was McKinley Dixon. And... Um, he is a, a northern 
is it northern latitude, northern altitude? Yeah, yeah. From is it from uh, Idaho? Idaho, yes. Okay, so yes, we are familiar with him, and he does rice blends, and so there could be a collaboration there with him at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun, but yeah, but we don't, you know, we don't know. It's still in talking stages. Got to move slowly, right? Nothing wrong with moving slowly. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, again, we don't want to overpromise and say we'll ship you twenty thousand pounds, and you know, then we can't we can't fill our orders here. So, so if someone were to order some product from you online and they receive their product, what would you recommend they do with the wild rice? What's your favorite recipe that you make in your home kitchen? Um, my favorite is just to make it straight and then add in some Marshall's hot sauce. <laughs> That's how I eat it. I love it. Fun butter on it? Just hot sauce? Just hot sauce. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like that. Spicy. What a good combo. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. It's my favorite. My favorite is to cook the wild rice and then I saute mushrooms in butter and mm-hmm. a little bit of salt. And then I just mix it all together with the wild rice. Numb. Best ever. It- and now, if you have bacon or use like bacon or ham, chop up some bacon or ham and put it in there too. Ooh. Now you're from the Midwest. Yes. Yeah, I'm from Minnesota. So we oh. ate a lot of wild rice at our table when I was growing up. Love it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever harvested it? I haven't. Although I've watched people winnowing okay. with the canoe and everything. And yep. Very cool. Yeah. I have family members who harvest wild rice in northern Minnesota. So, oh my gosh. When do would, you usually harvest it? In the fall. They, uh, they harvest, actually, it's in like August, the first yeah. part of August. Mm-hmm. So, that's so cool. So, they go out. Did you say they go in boats to harvest it? Like canoe? canoe. Yeah, they go canoes and they. Pull the rice over the canoe with one piece of wood and then they tap it with the other piece and it falls into the canoe. And then they take it in and they um, heat it over. I don't know if they dry it first or they just take it right into parching. They parch over open flame in big kettles. And most of the wild rice um, that's harvested from the indigenous communities kind of almost is a little bit popped. So it has a nutty, smoky flavor a lot of times. So it's very different from the rice that you would buy here in Oregon. That's so cool. I I never really think about that kind of thing. Like even when I, you know, I always, I'm always telling people that they should cook, you know, cook rice from grains and cook beans as like dried beans. But then when I really like, as I've actually met like bean farmers and rice farmers, and then I'm like, whoa, that is a lot. Of work to get those grains of rice and those beans. Like um, one of the um, farmers market market managers, David, um, started a bean farm, and so just seeing him like shuck each bean and then put them out to, to dry is just so <laughs> so much work. I it's the reason I love all of you farmers out there. Thank you for individually harvesting each grain for us. That is amazing work. 
It's a well, lot of work. It is a lot of work. And I will pass along your thanks because I personally do not do the farming. Yeah. <laughs> well, your family members that do it, I thank them. <laughs> <laughs> and wild rice is not actually rice, isn't it? In, in the oat family, it's a different species. It's a grass. It's a grass oh. seed. So then is the part that you eat, that's the seed? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Grain knowledge. <laughs> but it's still, it's because it's a grass, it's still gluten-free, right? You can eat it, Sarah? Yeah, I eat it. It's not a grain. It's a. It doesn't have any wheat uh, protein in it. It oh, has cool. some of its own protein and fiber. So it's probably good for you. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I was looking on your website about the wild rice, and it looks like you all were growing grass seed, but that involved draining the fields. And then you decided, hey, why don't we just let them stay flooded and grow wild rice instead, which is really good for the ducks and stuff that are migrating through the region, right? Yes, it's fantastic. The ducks love it. Um, Yeah, there's no one had to show the ducks where the you know rice was they just planted found it. they found it um and then they yeah. fertilize it cuz they poop in the water they do <laughs> they <Chop> do ducks <laughs> it's sustainable it is now, and the elk love it so the ducks are there but are there any beavers since we're part of OSU we have to find out if there's any beaver <laughs> there's activity. no beavers but there no, um not there there is beaver activity on a different part of the farm. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but they do have nutria. Oh. Which little devils. They're <laughs> tough, aren't they? <laughs> they are tough because they will they like to dig through the, the dikes. Yeah. And so then it drains out the water. And so we oh, lose fields. No. They're fighting against you. <laughs> they are. Ah. <laughs> I guess you have to have lots of fields adjacent that the water is just moving back and forth to solve that problem. Right. So it looks like you've sold, I don't know how many thousands of bags, but you've actually sold quite a few bags of your rice. Yes. Do you have an updated number? Looks like your first six months, you sold like 5,000 or 25,000 bags. And you're in 125 stores. I'm wondering if that's updated at all since we last talked to you. Um, it has not. And some of the stores, you know, fall off. We gain some, we lose some, it, you know, distribution. Yeah, it comes and goes, doesn't it? It comes and goes. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and it's seasonal. So of your distribution company that you're doing, what are the new products that you're really excited about? Well, like I said, really excited about Schmalo. So excited about Schmalo. Um, we love Schmalo. We love Kenny. We love his dad. We love his wife, his mom, his little boy. So They're look, fantastic. I going to say you like the whole family, but what about love. some of the others? Do you have premium growers still and... Love our honey. premium growers and humblebee honey, and we Some have kind of pickles. You sell pickles, Kurzal's family kick and pickles, and we have Portland Salt Co. Oh yeah, they went to the fancy food show with us. Portland Salt, they did. They're fantastic. Becca and Justin love them. 
Um, I'm trying to think who else we have. Nuts on the run. Yes, nuts on the run. <laughs> yep, Eric, um, Adam and Lydia. And wildfire elixirs. I think wildfire elixirs was on our show a while ago, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, Annie Fisher. Yep. Yep, she's fantastic. Um, Humblebee Honey, I'm really excited about them. Um, Not only their honey, which is delicious, but their honeycomb, which is so fun and so beautiful. Love it. Um, Who else do we have? Uh, uh, Fields grass-fed beef. uh, Beef sticks. So it's grass-fed and grass-finished, which Sarah Masoni, you would probably know more about that than I do. Well, it's a regional thing. Folks here in the Northwest feel that beef finished on grass is better for you than uh, finished on corn, which is uh, the Midwest. Mostly they corn finish um, to fatten up the cows and here all the work's done in the field. Hmm. Okay. Well, and we'll make sure to tag all these people in the show notes too, so people can find links to them and check out their businesses. That's going to be a lot of great links for our listeners, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like for sure. Party. And I have another one. Um, oh. We actually found them at the Fancy Food Show in February. Yeah. Last February, 2023. Um, not local at all. Um, Franklin and Sons. Uh, and their beverages. Oh. And they're fantastic. And what they're kind from of beverages? all different kinds ginger beer, ginger ale, tonic, um, mm-hmm. mixers. Wow. That's they're fantastic. Cool. And um, they are from London, England. And oh, along with them, we also have. Um, Oh, goodness. It's a non-alcoholic distilled beverage. And that's from Scotland. Whoa. So you have kind of a variety of products. How do we you do. decide which product you want to help distribute? Um, basically, it's, a, it's the story of the story of. Um, we love the producers and how, how much passion the producers have Mm -hmm. for their product. And, um, you know, these, I, I have to hand it to them. They literally pour their hearts and souls into what they do every day. And as you said earlier, a lot of them do have jobs, other jobs, nine to five. And, you know, then they get off work and then they go to the kitchen or they go to the packaging room or they go to the post office to ship out product. They're always working. They're always working. So as a distributor, you take ownership of the product and you have a warehouse and you fill orders for folks, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we get to go tell their stories. To our stores, which so you're kind is, of bro- are you kind of like a broker distributor? Then we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. we also do merchandising, so we do all of it. Very wow. cool. 
Well, um, a lot of our listener base are food entrepreneurs with a dream. So since you mm-hmm. help to tell that story along with them, do you have any advice um, for those businesses? Um, my advice would be um, to take every opportunity that comes to you. Like if you get asked to go to a show, there's I'm sure there's an expense to it. I know there is. Take it. Take it. Um, Because you never know who you're going to meet. You may not get that opportunity again. So, um, yeah, so take it. Um, Keep going. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, especially when there are setbacks. And, um, you know, just keep going. And no one is doing what you're doing. And... We need you out there and we need you to tell your story. I think that's good advice. Um, what brings you the most joy in your business? Oh, um, being able to tell a producer we got them into the store that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I always ask them, what what's the store that you want to get? You know, like what would make you the most proud? And so they tell us and being able to get them in just makes me so happy for them. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, as a business owner, I think that's the thing. It's like you kind of live off adrenaline sometimes. So that can like make or break your week, month, year, whatever it is. <laughs> right. right. So if somebody's interested in getting in touch with you, would they just email you at info at OregonRice.com? Or where should they email you? Uh, Jana, J-A-N-A, mm-hmm. at Oregon.ag. And what does that look like? Do you ask folks to bring, send or meet with you, bring you a sample? What is it that you would like from somebody as a distributor when you're first having a conversation with them? Uh, yes. First, I'd like to see, like, what is it that they make um i don't like to um have competing products like um i don't want three rice companies i mean we could but there's more than three different brands of rice on grocery shelves so i i just don't want i don't I just feel weird about that. Okay. That's a just, good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So people should sort of look at what you're already distributing and then determine before they contact you, whether they might be a fit. Contact me anyway. Okay. And do contact, people, I'd love to meet them. So do people need to already have made a sale into a store before they come to you as a distributor broker? Cause a lot oh, of the cool. big distributors make you already have commitments from buyers before they'll take your product. Yeah, we don't do that. We so, that's that's our job. That's what we do. We go and get the stores for them. And what are the stores that you're working with right now? Um we work with Market of Choice, um New Seasons, Zupans, love Zupans. Um who else? Gosh. Um McKay's markets, Ray's markets, um, 
and then a lot of little independence. We also, we also um, uh, distribute to Willamette Valley Vineyard, love them, oh. and Bandon Dunes Golf Resort, love them. That's kind of cool. So those folks, you're actually curating products that you think they would like to have um, to serve to their guests. That puts you kind of in a unique situation as a broker distributor it to does. go out and find products for the people that the buyers trust you, right? Yes. Yes. Well, um, unfortunately, ladies, we're out of time. But I would like um, to know what it is, um, what's the best way for the community to support you and your businesses right now? Oh, wow. Um, uh, the best way to support us is to keep up the creativity. Uh, I don't, I do know that the Portland and Eugene, Oregon, we'll just say Oregon, has such unique products and with passionate people that work so hard to produce them. And um, we've got some great stuff here. We really do. So I love it. It's so much fun. We'll keep creating out there, everybody. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It was good to see you again. I hadn't seen you for about a year. So thanks for coming on and checking in with us and chatting. We appreciate your time. Thank, thank you, you very much. I appreciate your time. We record Masonian Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you can send us a DM at our Instagram, Masonian Marshall. We'll be back next week, everybody. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye for now. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.